Chapter 10 Jane, Tim and Dale stood together in the kitchen like the only three remaining Skittles left standing. Jane avoided eye contact with Dale and vice versa. Tim sighed. Guys, can we get back to how things were before, please? He blurted out before rubbing his hands through his hair. This is all just a bit too much. The idle flirting between the two of you. I can handle it, honestly. I'm not going to flip out again. Flirt, damn it. Just get on with it. We didn't flirt, Jane insisted. We just kind of flirted, Dale nodded. It's my fault. I just can't help myself. You're a beautiful woman, Jane. It's natural for me to flirt with women. Tim nodded. He's right, it is, and you are. Jane couldn't help but smile. Dale glanced at his watch. How long? Jane asked. An hour? Maybe we'd better head down there. The abruptness of the subject change sent ice through Tim's stomach. Maybe his apprehension was beginning to rub off on the others. Jane seemed nervous. Dale was Dale. Nothing much fazed him. Tim felt sick. You ready? Dale asked. No, I'm going to throw up. He leaned over the kitchen sink, exhaling hard as cold water ran over his hands. He splashed it over his face and watched drips fall into the sink from his lips and the tip of his nose. It helped for about a second. Are you sure your watch is right? I think I'm going to need a while longer. Jane leaned over him, rubbing his broad shoulders, comforting him with her touch. It's going to be fine, I promise. How can you promise such a thing, Tim said. Nobody knows how it's going to go. Dale's right. We should leave soon, Jane said. We don't want to be late. Tim stood back from the sink, toweled his face and took a few more deep breaths. This is worse than my first day at college. He straightened his shirt, his head pounding along with his heart. Okay, let's get this damn thing over with. The sooner the better and then I can put it all behind me. He grabbed his raincoat on the way out and shuffled into it as they approached Dale's car. The USS Constitution looked as massive as the day was crisp. A few scattered clouds said spring was on its way. Jane stayed behind the car. It didn't need the three of them. She kissed him and wished him the very best of luck and told him she loved him and admired him for going through with it. Dale was right. It was a neutral place and neutral was good. A young woman and an old man stood together by the railings at the end of the harbour. The greyness of the Charles River lay behind them as a dreary background. There they are, Dale said. Oh God, Tim's stomach growled. I'm going to be sick. No, you're not. What am I supposed to do? Just run into the guy's arms and pretend none of it ever happened? I don't think I can do this, Dale. Take it easy, man, and breathe, he advised. Just talk to him. Hear him out. There's nothing he can say that will ever change the way I feel, you know? Listen all the same. Tessa and James approached. James' frail body took him step by step closer with the assistance of his daughter. OK, this is my cue to leave, Dale tapped him on the arm. Any problems? And he looked at James's fragility and let out a small laugh. Well, I don't suppose there will be any problems. Just remember, whatever he did in the past... He's still your dad. Tim breathed heavily. What did Dale think he was going to do? Beat him up? He was bitter and angry. He wasn't a thug. Besides, honesty would hurt the man more than physical violence and he so wanted to hurt him for the pain he'd caused. Tessa broke off, caught up with Dale and left her father five paces in front of Tim. Well, she said to Dale with a tremble to her voice, 
There's nothing more we can do. She took Dale's arm and the two walked towards the car.